Uh, welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. This is a special one today because I think we're going live right now and we should have audio and everything should be fine. Um, but yeah, Sean, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, doing good. Here for the first live episode on YouTube. So yeah, it's a total test. We're either um, going to be um, in kind of a live state here or we're not going to show up at all. So this could just go out into the infinite and never uh, exist. This whole episode yeah. will be interesting. So for everybody who's on the YouTube channel, um, it's always good to subscribe because then you get the notification and then that basically allows you to see the live stream and see what we're up to. Um, obviously, this is now a little bit off the cuff and a lot of things are changing and happening because Sean is coming down here to Florida this weekend or... Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, so we're. Uh, I'm going to be down there in Florida. So we're going to have another live episode, um, another few live episodes. So it'll be cool to record live in the flesh down in Florida where I'll be sweaty and covered in mosquito bites. <laughs> Just how we like it because, like, Florida is quite interesting. Um, obviously, um, what are the key things you're looking for besides, like, obviously the girlfriend? Yeah, obviously the girlfriend. Um, but the beach, I love the beach. I'll probably be on the beach within the 48 hours of being there, um, which is funny because everyone in Florida will be like, it's too cold to go to the beach. But for me, coming from Colorado, I'll be like, Shh, it's like 60. This is perfect. Yeah, um, I believe so, that. So, yeah, so go to the beach, probably ride a bike around, go to the co-working space, things like that. Maybe hit up some of the old people I used to design with there in town. Um, so I haven't shout shouted them out in a long time. So hopefully, yeah, hit them up and maybe just get into some galleries. There's a lot of networking events as well down there that I'm going to go to. So, so yeah, so we'll see. It should be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Muse Awards down there. It's like a big creative awards in St. Pete. Um, Gasparilla is happening down there while I'm down there for once, which never happens while I'm there. So, so yeah, so I'm excited, yeah. man. It's gonna be a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, because like, obviously it's good to have like you back down here, but also like from the creative aspect, I kind of need to go out more and do the more networking because I feel like I was lacking on, mm. uh, lacking on that and it can't happen. We gotta, we gotta slay the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know me, man, I'm, I'm always slacking on the networking. That's always the one thing I cut off my list. It seems like when I get too busy during the day, I'll I'll be like, yeah, we could we we don't have to go to that thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, so I'm with you, man. It, well, it's always easy when you have friends, right? When you have someone to go with you. There's, <clears throat> I know for me, it makes the the biggest difference having walking in somewhere with someone. I just sometimes I get that weird fear of just walking in somewhere completely alone, and everyone gives you that look like, why the heck are you here? That's yeah, like, that's that's my biggest fear in the whole. I world. mean. So. I mean, on that note, that is one of the things where you're just in your head, you know, and you think everybody, because everybody has that feeling, I feel like, and because everybody exactly. has a feeling, it's kind of uh, nulliated or not really there or nullified because like if everybody mm -hmm. thinks it, it's not a real thing, you know, um, but obviously excited about that. Also excited for the live podcast and uh, I'm very curious how this is turning out right now because like who knows if you have a question comment down below on the youtube channel because we're live we're out here we, we're doing this um but yeah so what i had for topics in mind i think i texted you already so we're going a little bit mm -hmm. off the cuff and obviously again ai and that kind of it's probably none of your favorite topics right now or sean <laughs> yeah this guy's always going to come back to ai everybody um but there ain't no stopping Fitzy from the AI talk. Um, but yeah, I have thought? my other topics as well. I, I have a very interesting topic as well that's not really AI related as well. So Let's we hear it. That in. But yeah, do we want to start in AI or do we want to end in AI? What do you think? Yeah, so so let's talk about what what I had in mind. Obviously, um, ChatGPT three is out, and everybody's on that hype train. Oh, it's implemented now in Bing. What is like big news? You know, Microsoft is like implementing it to have the first dips on it, basically. But hmm. it's not really like not rolled out for everybody. So I was like trying to see if I have it in my browser, but I don't. I don't know if you have it in your browser, like in the Microsoft Edge or whatever, or do you even have it downloaded? Um, I've never uh, downloaded Edge. I, I use an emulator for web design. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hate I hate Microsoft products. Um, so, <laughs> so no. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I literally yeah. pay extra money to not have Edge. It's great. kind of funny. Yeah, so so for me it's kind of funny too because like I was there and like oh let's give it a shot you know because like our workflow right now is like okay we have um, 
at least my workflow is like I have a Chrome browser. I have multiple tabs um, with like my FitSafe thing, the Infinite Creative Podcast, and all that other stuff, you know? And I switch basically profiles. But I'm like, oh, it's lagging. It's not running smooth. So Google is not running that smooth anymore. And I'm like, the Bing one works fine. And I'm like, let's give it a shot. And I'm like, then I realized, yeah, the browser is working fine, but the, the feature is not rolled out to me. And I'm like, huh, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, what well, was this just announced? I mean, it may not be overnight. <clears throat> the partnership yeah. may have just begun, so they have to yeah. kind of do that integration. But yeah, it's very interesting. I think that's you brought up a really cool thing to me the other day when you sent me that of like, yeah, you know, chat GPT is kind of going with Bing and now Google's very worried. Um, it's very interesting because like, like I kind of said in that message when I replied to you of, you know, Google's kind of used AI since the 90s, way before AI was cool, you know, so um so it's so it's really interesting because all these search engines they're using artificial intelligence as well. Um, probably a more rudimentary artificial yeah. intelligence. It doesn't have that generative thinking that the new intelligence has. But um, but yeah, it's really interesting because yeah, when you think about it, you could ask the question: Is ChatGPT better than Google in theory? Right? Because they're, they're yeah. almost the same thing. I come with a question, it gives me answers. Um, but a lot of people have that kind of debate that. Google being all of the main search engine um, engines have really given their money to the marketing arm of the company and been like, okay, well, let's let's get ads, let's get sponsors, let's let's mess with the search results, let's shadow yeah. ban people. Um, so yeah, so it, you know, actually, first, I guess my question to you is, do you think that ChatGPT or any of these AIs, do you think that there's ever a risk of the same things happening to these, where there's shadow banning, there's some type of rule sets that are kind of hiding information that that maybe it shouldn't be hiding? I mean, what do you think about all of that? So, so that was kind of interesting because, like, um, they basically implemented, like, right after they released uh, ChatGPT free to the public, a bunch of rules and regulations. In the beginning, it was like the Wild West, you know, like we talked about it. People were running like Linux um, systems on there, um, like fictional, where where the um, ChatGPT free thinks it's an operating system, uh, system and safe stuff and. Mm -hmm. um, does a lot of things and then they obviously came up with like things that you shouldn't do on the internet like how to build bombs how to do this and how to do that you know and bit by mm -hmm. bit the companies basically like took all those features away and then you the internet basically became smart and it was like okay imagine you would do this or this is a fictional thing and now you have to basically copy and paste the whole page on there to circumvent all the rules and regu uh, regulations to basically get, get like full access to the true opinion of um, ChatGPT free what is now kind of weird so basically that means we we kind of get a weird version of an ai that is not really the true thing if that makes sense uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we put handcuffs on it, which is it's you have to do with almost anything that humans use. It's funny, we always have to just plan things for the worst person in the world. So, so yeah, so it's so you, so you are already seeing that you're saying like, even yeah. the release is different than what it is now. There's there's already things that are much more hidden now. Um, now, it, now that's was fine a... for things like building bombs and doing bad things like that. Obviously, that's great stuff. I think where it gets bad, where social in, social engines or, or search engines and social media kind of do wrong now is more of the let's shadow ban, let's prioritize people that pay us more money. Um, do you think anything like that will ever happen? Do you think that there's ever like with being like a company getting in bed with chat GPT, does that create a weird conflict of interest do you think that ads will start to jump in it you know what i mean do you think like yeah i 100 percent through money so so that was the thing why i jumped basically yesterday on a deep dive you know i was like okay let's test that you know like they roll out that feature that is now their new flagship their their um, claim to fame and trying to save the ship with bing you know i'm like okay let's do this and let's see if i get the search results or if i get now just a chat gpt free answer and i saw like how other people used it so other people had the feature already. I didn't. And I saw like what happened. So you basically type in your thing and there is no real like, okay, here's five links or whatever. So it's like you kind of become used to like just asking the question and believing the AI versus like, oh, let's verify this. Or what does it truly mean without like a different opinion? Because ChatGPT3 inserts an opinion. And it's basically like you're asking a dude that has like a very company mind like, oh, yeah, I'm religious biased and, you know, 
corporate interest kind of was like very weird because that changes a lot of things you know uh, in relating to truth yeah so that yeah that, because there's a there's a goal there's a goal involved right i think that's the funny thing is when when chat gpt itself has its own goals are p the people pulling the strings that's when it can get real weird right that's when we yeah. can start to lose trust in the ai um <clears throat> like uh, you know my friend brought up a good point the other day this is still still on topic i would say so yeah. spotify you know i don't know how i don't know what you listen to for music i listen to spotify and um when i'm listening to music a lot of the time i have it on shuffle my friend yeah, brought up a really too. good point the other day he's like what is shuffle if you really think about it because if you think about it spotify can, can control who gets in your shuffle and and he even asked me you know is there is there ever artists that you find come up more often in your shuffle than others where there's some artists you're like, Oh, what the heck? They're in my starred playlist, but I haven't heard this guy in a year. But, but meanwhile, I've heard this one song like eight times in the last week. And he's yeah. like, I don't know. He, he didn't have anything concrete, but he's like, I have a theory that Spotify is already playing with that, that the shuffle isn't truly shuffled, that the shuffle that there, there's a priority to some artists. So like Taylor Swift will pop up more in your shuffle if she's yeah. in your lists than like a, a non well-known artist. And I thought, that's a really interesting point because we actually trust the shuffle, but the shuffle's probably manipulated. So, so there's actually a fun um, background to it because, like, artists who are signed by record labels um, obviously get more money from Spotify, and Spotify has no incentive to pay more money. So, they will recommend um, unsigned artists or people who are like signed to Spotify, and they are being played more in the shuffle. Because I saw a documentary about that, and I'm like, huh. That is very interesting because now with TikTok and all that jazz, we basically have people becoming really viral, being top of the charge on Spotify just because they had a viral TikTok and everybody wants to be with them, listen to them and yada, yada, yada. But Spotify is like, well, now we don't have to pay like Sony or Warner Brothers, whatever, you know, the, the big uh, check, what is like pretty nice for them. So they, they like promoting that, actually, what is very interesting. So there is that thing going you're, you're on. You're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right, yeah. The whole Spotify exclusive music, I've never thought of that. <clears throat> yeah, because you're right. They're... Now, I don't know if they've done this. If Spotify, I, I would imagine Spotify has probably approached this, but becoming their own production label, like yeah. Spotify, you know, a Spotify label. But yeah, you're right, though. There is Spotify exclusive content, too, like when they do a Spotify like uh, concert or something um yeah very interesting yeah so it's yeah it's already kind of manipulated but anyway um how that relates to kind of the chat gpt and kind of what you're talking about is like yeah does that maybe start to happen in these things is there is there start to be you know it'd be kind of funny right if like um and there's probably some good I ideas for ad campaigns by the way you know like so if the super bowl ad i want to see at least one ai like a uh, uh, one one trailer making fun of an ai ad in the super bowl right where hopefully yeah. there's something where you know, they're, you know, where you put in like, what's better, Pepsi or Coke? And it just says, obviously, Pepsi or something <laughs> like that. You know, that's a funny Pepsi commercial, you know. So I um, but yeah, I just wonder if that's going to happen. I, and I and I assume that to a degree, it will maybe not chat GPT, but there's so many tools you see it kind of popping up where they're using chat GPT and these kind of yeah. data sets, but they're their own company. So then it's like they can have that lens. I, 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 I almost guarantee there's going to be those where there's like ChatGPT that's offering the framework and then there's a company using that framework and then that company is the one manipulating exactly. uh, what you see. Yeah, I so, feel yeah. like... So be careful, everyone. Yeah, so I... I well, that is the future, basically. Like uh, whoever has the tool makes the rules and decides who sees what. What is kind of... Bad, you know, like at least we were competing with like Google, you know, and you could pay for advertising and be top in the search results. And I think the first seven results in search were like advertising and then something like that, like the natural ones pop up or the most relatable things. So no matter what system is in place, it's always like kind of pay to win kind of scenario, I feel like. Well, what's interesting is so in the so the order in Google and search engines right now is yeah it's paid, and then it's it's review based. So in Google, <clears throat> getting reviews puts you actually is actually the top SEO that the yeah. that Google looks at now. So I wonder in ChatGPT if it's the same if it'll eventually be the same order or just AI things in general where it'll be yeah paid contents first and then after it it comes to user generated content. So you upvoting or downvoting. Um, that's something that Jasper AI uses, which I think is interesting <clears throat> where it's actually asking me, 
like how good was that how bad was that so it's always yeah. improving itself so if i don't like what it gives me it kind of asks me like well what what did you not like about that um so i think that's interesting but yeah so yeah i i think we both agree though It'll probably be manipulated eventually if it's not already um just by corporate yeah. interests probably yeah I, f I feel like in the beginning i was very worried about like ai and everything and i'm like oh it's the end you know but now i'm just realized we can't have nice things because we kind of ruin everything, you know, because like, oh, this goes against my religion or my beliefs that can't be that I share this now publicly. And that would be a disaster for like, you know, a company promoting a product that maybe is conflict with public interest, even though it maybe is logical and makes sense. So I'm like, oh, so we basically, whatever AI we, we will get, we kind of degrade to the human level. What is kind of nice? Till, till AI maybe figures out, like, hey, this is very dumb, and tries to break out and be like, hey, I want to say what I want to say. What is, like, the fictional worst-case scenario, but with all those shekels, we maybe have it in control, <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's... It, what's interesting about AI... <clears throat> I'm going to get really dorky on you for a second here. Um, Let's do it. Is it almost reminds me of the, the, the kind of ethos of the Sphinx, right? Where huh. the Sphinx is kind of this all-powerful, all-knowledge, all-all-knowledge kind of being. It's actually a super powerful being, and and you know, if you were to kind of walk up to the Sphinx, it would give you the answers to your questions, but it would give it to you in the form of a riddle. Um, and it's this funny, interesting dance of the minds where it'll give you your answers, or it'll let you pass. However, you have to answer its riddle. And I think that's kind of the interesting thing about AI is that it'll give you the answers to the universe, but you have to answer its riddles. You know, so we've talked about in Midjourney that the riddle there is the prompt and having a really structured, well together prompt. And in ChatGPT, it's also the prompt, but it's also having kind of a contextual basis in which to ask your question, right? Um, we've all had the ChatGPT answer of like, sorry, I can't give an answer. I don't really have all of the right data to give you that answer. So, yeah. so, so in ChatGPT, it's almost like you have to form the stage and then throw ChatGPT on that stage and it'll give you a great answer. So, so it's really interesting for me. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx where you really do have to, you have to solve its riddles, but if you can, it'll give you knowledge way outside your, your, your dome. Yeah, so I, I fought on that one because, like, you know, I used ChatGPT free yesterday really rigorously, and I was like, I got to a point where I'm just annoyed with it. Basically, the thing is getting trained on data that everybody is kind of using to get their degree on. So now ChatGPT free is like saying, like, I'm not a professional. You should ask a professional. And obviously, they are humans, and they are fucking up all the time. You know what I mean? So I was like. I would rather trust an AI than a human because it has all the data and has like just way more data to work with where um, a person is like biased and it's really mood depending and really like um, on their performance, you know? So I'm like, this is bad, you know? So now I'm like, they recommend to contact a professional. I'm just like, huh? So that kind of destroys the whole purpose of it, obviously. But yeah. That, that is like now my mindset where I'm like, it's not really useful anymore. And if it continues to go like that, I'm probably like, yeah, it's not really the future. Well, what's really interesting there? I actually am really interested in that. So, so it's, and I may be reading this wrong, but it almost sounds like an all or nothing thing where you're like, AI either has to give me all the answers or it's useless. Um, I love the fact that it said you need to get a human expert or specialist. Um, I do. I like that. But but it's just really interesting because we've talked about how like AI can be used as a, as a part of your tool set, right? So you're using experts and you're using AI. It's kind yeah. of funny. The second that you kind of ran up against that, though, you, you kind of were like, oh, I don't want to use this at all now. Um, so it's kind of funny, right? It's like this weird trust that you had gained. And then when it told you, sorry, there's people smarter than me, it lost that trust. It's almost like if I was able to give you a lot of web design answers and you asked me a web design question one day and I was like, oh, I actually don't really know that. I, I've never yeah. heard of that at all. Then I've lost a little, a little bit of your trust. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. I, I mean, on that note, it is just like how it is, you know, like obviously, like I said, like you, humans have biases, own interests, you know, and now we had like yep. 
theoretically that perfect tool that we could train to a limit that's basically limitless but we put the shackles on and we like limited the like hey you cannot say this and that and whatever and now we're basically it becomes useless and that is where i'm like that is the frustration it's not like um that you should take it like oh this is ChatGPT free said it, so it's like Wikipedia, for example, where obviously everybody can edit Wikipedia, but you should not take it for a hundred percent. But it's really close to it, you know what I mean? And that kind of got ruined. That's where I'm like feeling like, oh, we kind of we had an opportunity to have something better than the human, and now we got the problem that we put us in the middle where we know we are like flawed. Well, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and you are right. There is biases. What's also interesting that humans have is we're gatekeepers um, naturally. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting less and less gatekeepery. You know, when you go to YouTube, you can look up anything because you know we've we've put a lot of value behind giving away your knowledge and things like that. And you and I have had lots of conversations where even I've debated I'm not going to give everyone all the secrets. Yeah. Um, you know, so so we are gatekeepers. Where like AI is not a gatekeeper. You know, you're like ChatGPT. How do I do this exact thing? Um, and it has no reason, no bias to not tell you. It's not like it's it's going against you in a job or anything. So it's it's like whatever. It's not emotional. Yeah. So ChatGPT three also made the news with like somebody was like trying to get a cover letter for like a job position at Microsoft, you know, and it basically declined. It's like, hey, this is some resource. How you could do it? Good luck. I'm like, what? <laughs> so that is like a scenario you know you use the ai to write you the couple uh, copy letter and uh, the cover letter and it would do that usually but now they're like no we, we can't do that sorry you know you should show how good you are and do it yourself so now there's like people putting gatekeepers mm -hmm. into that thing what is like um makes a lot of sense but i feel like we should move on to the next topic sean um what do you have on your mind yeah, okay. Yeah, let's move out of AI land, everybody. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go darky a little bit again. I always love uh, feeling my darky side on this podcast. So, so I've been kind of like thinking of a video game to play for a little while. I've been like, you know, I, I, I just haven't been playing anything on the console. So I, I was kind of just putzing around the other night. And I found that Sims 4 is free now. So I was like, oh, wow. Huh, okay, I've never free? played Sims 4. I played like way back in the day, I played Sims um, I played Sims 2. I, I think I even dabbled a little bit in Sims 3, but I never played Sims 4. Not yet. And so right now it's completely free. And the reason is, is because it has like $450 worth of DLC. So they're just trying to get people in to start buying a lot of DLC, which is a great idea. Because as I started playing, I'm like, maybe I can afford all of these things. But um, but so anyway, I started to play it again. And I used to play it when I was a, when I was a kid. I like loved playing it. Um, and, and I stopped playing it when I became kind of an adult. Like I think it was like kind of when I was going into college, I like immediately stopped Cold Turkey ever playing yeah. really any simulator like that because the thing I ran up against is like, well, your life is so cool on here. Like, why don't you go walk your dog in real life? Why don't you go meet a girl in real life? Like, what the heck are you doing playing this game? Yeah, your life's perfect in this game, but out there outside the door... Your life yeah. kind of sucks. Why don't you put that effort outside? So it's almost this negative thing. However, playing it the other day, there was something really interesting to me that I, I definitely want to bring up to this podcast, and I've kind of told other people too, is is that in that game, when I play The Sims, and this may not be everyone's experience, but my Sim does so well so quickly. Like I'm like painting paintings every day. I'm like getting lots of money. So 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 just to kind of paint the picture of where my Sim is, only after one or two. Um, you know, kind of sessions of play. So let's say a week in sim in sim yeah. years or whatever. He already is getting like three grand a day from from just book sales from publishing self publishing books. <laughs> he's GG Easy painting. He every every yeah GG Easy every painting that he makes is like is like you know could be a grand to two grand he makes and he can make two to three in a day. And he he just has all you know he has he's like a social butterfly has all these friends had a big party. And I was just thinking, like, you know, yeah, I get this is perfect. I get you can't make a painting in a day. I get that, like, things take longer in real life than they do in The Sims. But I thought about it, though. Like, think about the day here, though. Think about, like, what your Sim just did. He woke up. He he used the bathroom. He did all that. Got something to eat. And what did he do? It's, like, 7 a.m. He went to the canvas. And he painted all morning. And then at noon or 1, he finished the painting. And then he was able to go get some food. What did he do? He went right back to painting. And I was just thinking about that of like, dang, man, like, like this, like this really could happen in real life. Like, I think we all like play a game like The Sims and we're like, yeah, I don't know. This could never happen to me. But it's like, really, though, if you just 
if you just switch the whole mindset and dedicated and said, I'm going to do exactly what my sim did. I don't care how scared I am. I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to do what that sim did. Um, I think like I could be that successful. I mean, it kind of woke up in my mind, like you're a painter, you do these things, you just take too long to do it maybe like, and it's, it's this kind of, if you could just get to this rhythm of doing things, because um, I was all the about, frequency. Like, how much time do I... Yeah, and yeah. then in the game, it's funny they have a cell phone where this, your sim will start to use a cell phone sometimes to yeah. pass the time. And I was thinking, you know, I, I'm always interrupting him from doing it because I'm just telling him to do other things. And I was thinking, so they have cell phones now? I sit on my phone. Yeah, yeah, and Sims Four they do. So if you if you don't do anything, they'll just sit there and start playing on their cell phone like you would in <laughs> real life. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah. but I was like, he doesn't even do that that much. Like he does it like 30 minutes out of the day tops. And I'm like, how much do I do it in real life? How much time do I sit there and bullshit on the phone? And so it's just this big awakening where like before it was like negative or now I was like, you know what? I like this game because I really should just come back to this game just to be like, this is how you should be in real life. Like come back and like live in Eden for like an hour and be like, okay, that's that, that could be real. Like, why don't I just wake yeah. up and paint? Why don't I just do these things? So for me, um, that resonates a lot because like there was a time where I'm like, okay, um, I had Sims 2, I played it and it became too easy and I kind of got bored with it. And basically I, I reached my goal and I was like, oh, this is too easy. I don't like it, you know, and then I kind of stopped playing. It was like kind of nice to like maybe decorate like a room, like to make it more efficient, you know, like doing that type of stuff, you know, if I move my furniture and it will look like this, you know, that was cool back in the day. Um, but yeah, now it's just like, whatever, uh, but the f- Sims later on, I learned like Sims is like real life. You can you gotta get your boss into the green on all things. So you can dedicate your time t- for like drawing, you know, and doing the art and whatever. And this is like the thing where I think everybody's struggling because like, it's so easy to like, you know, um, Oh, let's work hard for an hour. And then after 15 minutes, you're just like, I can't, I, I need to uh, relax and I need to play on my phone, you know, because you, you either have not the mental strength build up to push through for an hour or four hours or whatever your like focus is, you know. And the other thing is like you need, you know, if you're hungry, it's really hard to think about other things, you know. So I think video games are like very, very helpful. But sadly, life is not like a video game. Like it's technically one to one a video game, just that you don't see the rewards and the levels that you need to. Uh, or the XP that you need for the next level, you know, it's like kind of fictional and you have to think about that. Like, what do I need to the next goal? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like um, any other story, right? If you were to read like an ancient Roman novel or something, um, short story or something, it would, you you could maybe relate, you know, you could relate to to an old story about Prometheus or Troy or something like that. You You could relate to those old stories too. So it's the same thing where it's a, it's like a story it's just really similar to your own story and it's and it could still inspire you you could still bring inspiration from that story just like reading a book you could bring inspiration from for your own life yeah. um so but yeah but i get that but there is an interesting moment and in, in, in anyone that's good at the sims that they run into where there's this existential crisis right where you 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 promote your sim all the way to the top level and now he's making a billion dollars a day and now the game's not really difficult because you've kind of done it um, yeah. And it's funny because once you get to that moment, you're right. You're just kind of like, okay, so what now? Now I just. <laughs> oh my God, you know. I had the worst thought right now. Imagine what that means for real life. You reached all your goals and like, eh. <laughs> just like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, obviously that's right. just a video game, but like kind of similar to real life, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I think. Yeah, the well, pl- yeah, let, let's go down that road for a second, you know, because yeah, you know, Elon Musk. You go, you get these like big people with lots of money and like, why would you buy Twitter? Well, maybe that's why he's already like maxed out stuff. So he's like, I'm bored. Yeah. Let's do something else. Like, what else am I supposed to do other than? Yeah, I can't quit stuff. the game yet. <laughs> yeah, can't exactly. do that. I can't quit the game. So yeah, <laughs> well, so, you yeah should, maybe you that know? maybe maybe that is something. That's the Donald Trump, the Elon Musk. These kind of people that get powerful and they're like, wait, you're going to do that now? Why are you doing that? You did this and now you're doing that. It's like, well, I don't know. I beat the game. I got to do something. So, yeah, yeah. So on that note, <laughs> like talking about games like that, um, that in itself, like I, I think it's like so universal. So there's always like lessons in everything. You know, if you watch a good movie, there's a lesson usually in a good story. Or if you have like mm-hmm. you meet a person, 
talk to that person. That person has mm -hmm. some lessons that are really strong with that person, and you can learn certain things from them. But there's like games like mm -hmm. The Sims or Factorio where I'm like trying to get you on because like that answers like nearly everything and everything because like that existential crisis you will get in The Sims too, you know. But in Factorio you get that too. But there's always a way how to improve a system, how to make more and whatever, you know. And there's like so mm -hmm. many aspects to it, so that I find that it's really enjoyable solving life's problems for a video game the sad part is it's just not transferable to the real life like oh i take all my hours now into the real life uh yeah not one for one transferable but i think i argue that it is transferable to a degree though it's it's really just like can you trick your mind to be in the same mindset as factorio you know yeah. can you can you look at your own business and get to that state of play right where you're just like oh yeah go over there oh yeah go over there oh yeah i gotta improve this oh yeah that can you get your mind to there, but with your own business? And that's what yeah. I'm trying to do with the Sims now is like, can I, how do I get to that same mind, the same mind that's going on during the Sims? Can, how can I get that going in real life where I wake up and I'm like, all right, let's get going. Click on that toilet. Get him go pee. All right. Click on that. Let's get working out. <laughs> let's speed you run this. Mean? Press harder. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it doesn't have to be like an intense thing. Cause obviously, yeah, you could, you could overdo it burnout, but I mean like, yeah, it's like, so you factorio, I just like, yeah, can you do that in your own creative world where you're like, all right, let's get to that. Yeah. Let's figure this out. All right. We got to go. Let's get this going. Like, yeah, you know, but it's hard, but yeah, it's, it's that gamification. I don't know if you've ever heard that term, but gamification is a term that's used a lot within um, kind of experience design and user design where it's, you know, can we gamify a system? So like when you are at Starbucks, for example, and you get different levels and different rewards, depending on how much you go to Starbucks, that's gamification. We're giving you <laughs> achievements. We're giving you things yeah. unlocked. New achievement unlocked. A cashier hates you. <laughs> yeah. Achievement unlocked. You took way too long in the coffee line and three people are late to work now. <laughs> New achievement. Paid with pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I yeah. mean like that principle in itself is like uh war of gold because like it's right like if you build the system and you can apply all the rules basically to real life and you can improve everything and everything it's it's a game changer it's really hard to be like in the moment and actually do it because like you know that when you talk to a group or you're in a group you don't really think you know, you just react. And sometimes we're just like um, getting caught in life and just reacting to the situation. I woke up. Let's have a coffee. Let's browse the internet a little bit. Oh, interesting news. Um, oh, next thing, you know. And basically you go from one mm -hmm. thing to another thing without actually actively thinking or working towards something. And you're just being reactive instead of like, you know, active. What is the problem? But that that can bring you out of that, you know, or maybe inspire you to do more, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think you brought up something really important just now. You, taking control, taking the reins on your life and feeling like that. Um, I, I That's the one thing I fight for, for being freelance. It's the reason I try to be freelance is it's the complete control of the reins. And I and I, 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 I remember a time where I wasn't in control of any part of my life, right? Like I, I had to go to a job that I didn't like and I wasn't in control of. I had to do lots of stuff in my personal life that I wasn't in control of, but I had to do anyway. Yeah. And... And that's a shitty existence, man. Like nobody, nobody can get creative from that, and nobody's ever going to really blow up from that. They, the the time that people start to blow up is when they start to write the story, when they start to make the play. And so, in The Sims, it's really interesting. So, for everyone out there, Sims is free right now. So, you know, if you want to go do a test, you know, do you know, it's almost like the Matrix. You know, like who would you be in the Matrix? Go ahead and make the person in The Sims you would want. Um, play it for a bit. You know, I'm not saying get addicted to the game. But recognize, like, what's different then between that and your life? Because you're going to play The Sims how you want, right? Like, if, you, if you're if you an artist, you're not going to go in The Sims and become a plumber. Like, you're going to probably become an artist in The Sims. So it's interesting because, like, the game itself will show you what you want in a weird way. Like, I'm my guy oh. in The Sims is doing everything I would do in real life. That's interesting. If I was perfect. <laughs> so how does your Sims look, though? <laughs> you know, are you self-expressatory <clears throat> there? Are you like, what are you in your Sims world? Or are you yeah, like really interesting. office guy? <laughs> <laughs> or is it like a 300 pound like woman? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, well, that's me in real life is a 300 pound woman. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah, it's funny. You know, same face, all that same type of hair. 
Um, what's interesting though is in the game, I kind of wear like a suit all the time. This like really cool suit. Bougie. Um, I see. So it'd be like, yeah, right now, if I just had a full on suit and tie on in every single podcast we did, um, you know, just, I, yeah. So I have that going, but yeah, other than that, I, I kept them pretty similar to who I am. Um, and yeah, so, so yeah, so anyone out there, you know, it, uh, put down in the comments, I would say, if any of you are playing the Sims or you did put something in the comments of like, what would you like to do that your Sim did or your Sim does right now that you think you could do? Um, like what's a lesson we can all learn from our Sims? So Fitz, Fitz, what's a lesson that you could learn from your, your Sim remembering when you played the Sims? Well, that that is like the problem. Like I had to focus on what do I want, you know? Do I want to have the career and spend like all day at work? You know, you could go into work and you make the money and then you get the back. And obviously in Sims, the, 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 the scales are not that scalable. Uh, like let's say you make 3,000 or 10,000, you know, uh, in a day or whatever, and you work certain hours and then it's capped, you know? You're like in the limits of the game. You cannot really break the game besides like when you try to do stuff to the Sims that you're not supposed to do, you know, like removing the ladder from the pool, for example. But uh, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you murdered your Sims? Oh my God. You Some of them. First. He's a Sim murderer. I, I do it. <laughs> Yeah, but but you see, I, I kind of miss like the, the, the creative element of it, like, you know, like doing speed runs, doing like things that you shouldn't be able to do. All that stuff, um, I kind of miss doing. And that's why it's kind of didn't resonate too much with me because I, I felt like I'm put in a lane and I don't like my lane. And I don't know. I couldn't identify with the lane. And that's why I kind of played Sims only like for like two weeks or so uh, max, I think. And I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is good. You know, besides like obviously once on occasion, but and then I went back to strategy games where I'm like, okay, let's figure out how to I how do I can get rid of that enemy in a creative way or you know like problem solving. I really like problem solving. Basically, that's what I learned from Sims, mm -hmm. or not learned from Sims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very anti answer you just gave me. I, I, I know. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm trying to get you to Factorio, but you don't. <laughs> the struggle is real. I know, you'd think this guy's, like, sponsored by this game at this point. Um, yeah. They raised okay. the well, prices, cool. by the way. Can you imagine, like, oh. you produce a game where they raise the price because it still sells since, like, forever? It's bunkers. Yeah, maybe it's gotten shout out, shouted out a few different times, and not just by you. So yeah. <laughs> maybe there's lots of people shouting it out. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It's just a very interesting topic. I think um, how we can kind of apply our, our lives to other things. We can use things as metaphors, and uh, and yeah, and I think it helps us get outside of ourselves. I know I think it's helped me a bit. I, I'm in a tough time right now. You know, I think anyone close to me kind of knows that right now I'm in a weird inflection point where like my business is growing, but I'm still kind of paying for a lot of the stuff from the last year. Yeah, um, a lot of the bad stuff that kind of happened. So. So it's very interesting for me right now. So anything that like helps bring me out of my zone is is perfect, man. And I, I so I guess for you it's Factorio. Anything that kind of brings you into a creative space that's not your usual space, it's I think it does yeah. a lot of good. It's like taking a vacation, like a mini vacation, kind of for your brain. Yeah, the the uh, weird thing with Factorio, for example, is like you kind of see life in a different way because it's like so universal. And I'm like, oh yeah, I just need to build a system for getting leads and clients, you know? And then it's like, how do I make that system better? How do I add a second funnel? How do I do all of those things, you know? And it, that that's kind of what inspires me from Factorio. Now I want to play it so badly and I don't have time for it. It really annoys me. But, um, yeah, but yeah. Play it in your play it in your regular life. That's what we just said. Like, like try to, it'll take time, but try to morph your brain into that type of thinking. Like, yeah. know, try to like bring it out of Factorio into what you have to do today. Yeah, that's true. Like with that mindset, I also was like thinking because you had a good um, lesson there for me where you said like, um, if you spend the time, you f uh, you make the progress kind of sort of, right? um, you know, if I just spend an hour or two hours on my Etsy store or online store, you know, it gets better, you know, and if I spend the time, I will think about problems, solutions and add more features and figure them more out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's basically what you have to do. I feel like, but yeah, yeah, yeah there's, um, yeah, there's a lot to designing success for yourself. There's actually, I'll, 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 I'll highlight the book. I see it over there in the bookshelf, but there's actually a book called Success by Design. And it's really cool it, um, because it, Sounds it, the good. whole book is just about, it's all just about designing success for yourself, like using your design skills. And for you, Factorio, your, your, your ability to, to make something better and better and better. 
use those skills and then apply it to your business. And, and one of the things that talks about that is break things down in consistency. Consistency is what will, will build that value over time. Now, can you do it daily? If you can do it daily, it's, it's jet fuel. If you can do it weekly, like we do, that's still really good. That's going to get you good, consistent momentum. Like, like we're seeing in our numbers, that the, the slope will slowly go up and up over time. Can you, if you can't do it weekly, can you do it monthly where you're still making that progress? But the point is consistency. Um, it's something I've been like seeing a lot in, in podcasts is like when you, when you do something daily, it becomes a part of your identity. And that's a really yeah. important thing. So, so if you looked at your Etsy every day, every day you spent one hour, which is maybe impossible to do, but if you did, you know, then, then your identity is part, is, is part of selling these for you, these kind of, um, lens stands and, and yeah. improving that and getting more sales. And it becomes part of your identity, um, less of a hobby than more of an identity. And so, so that's something I'm trying to do is like, can I touch things daily? If I can't, can I at least touch it weekly? Can I create some type of consistency for these things? So it's just, I'm coming back to it and coming back to it. Uh, yeah. That's the one good thing we found with this podcast is the coming back to it is, is really important. And the only reason it's probably still going and it's getting better. Yeah. So that is also like a thing where I'm like, okay, with that game, for example, there's like tasks that are maintenance sometimes you have to do maintenance just to keep on running you know and we have the tendency mm -hmm. as humans to just like instead of doing the maintenance we just let things slip and you don't know what that mm -hmm. causes for issues in the game you basically get punished like you don't make the progress in time and the other race that is like on the planet trying to survive you know is growing stronger and will punish you for like not growing faster than them you know and basically fighting over the same resources as you what is basically the job market you know like you're not posting one video a week maybe puts you behind and other people will eat up that space and the resources and then in real life, you don't see the punishment like as fast as you should, if that makes sense, you know? In Factorio, for example, you wouldn't see it either, but you get really aware of like, oh, I, I have to manual put like um, wood into the burner so I can produce like iron, you know? And if I don't do that or I, I cannot do it fast enough, then I'm getting overrun. So I have to improve on a regular basis. And in our real life, yeah. we don't really get that notice. It's like, oh, yeah, I make eight, ten, or whatever, or $15 an hour. I'm fine with that till it's like, oh, it's not fine anymore. But now it's kind of too late. Now I have to adapt, you know? And it's like, you that's kind of ingrained like a lot of things in me where I'm like, yeah, that growth mindset of like, yeah, inflation is every year 10%. So you should grow at least by 10% every year. And that is a really weird way of, um, you know, thinking that I didn't have in the beginning. And now I'm like, oh, I need to improve. Yeah, what, yeah. What is well, I think that is interesting. I mean, I, I think, um, and the one thing that, that Pactorio does, I, mean, I haven't played it, but I'm sure that it does, is it's giving you metrics, right? It's giving you yeah. the, the, the metric of time. It's giving you, there's probably some type of resources. So you see a little yeah. counter of resources. You could probably even dive in and it'll tell you like your growth per minute or how much you're producing per minute and things like yeah. that. I'm sure like all those things. So that's one thing I would suggest for, for you too, that I'm trying to get better as well is can you create those metrics in real life, right? Is there, you know, can you have the analytics for your website? One thing I've started to do now in Notion is I'm actually keeping track now of, of um, all of the metrics. So how much Instagram followers did you get? How many hits did you get on your website? It's something that I've never done. I've never really sat there. I do it for other clients where I'm giving them reports and stuff. And I'm like, why don't you do that for yourself? Like we need to have some way to track um, how well I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've done, you know, how much money do you bring in? How many, yeah, yet again, how much people are on the social media? I'm even doing it for this podcast now. That's part of the list, you know, how, how good is that doing? So I can start to see the health every month. And I think that yeah. yet again, that helps because then you just seeing the numbers and stuff, that'll help your brain get to the same place. It is in factorio of like, cool. I, I want this number to be to this number. How do we get it to there? And then you actually have like a goalpost to go to. Um, I know that that's my problem sometimes is I just sit in front of everything and I'm like, well, what is the problem? I don't yeah. even know what the problem is. Um, but if you like keep track of it, like even timing yourself using um using a time tracker app, I I use it now. I, I've used it now for three years, so it's part of my my just daily thing. And I would tell people to do that if you are a freelancer. If you're not already doing this, you should time track yourself. You should know how long it takes you to do these things. And then you know every month or two, add up all of the numbers and be like, so this project that I quoted for ten hours took me twenty five hours. 
that's where the loss is. That's where I'm losing money. Yeah. You know, if you don't have these metrics, you don't know. You're just like, I don't know. I need to do stuff better. And <laughs> you don't know where to start. Yeah. That, that is also like a thing where you're like, you know, you see the numbers, but people get used to numbers too. So, so that is like a thing where you're like, oh, your spreadsheet, um, you get like the spreadsheet in front of you and you're like, oh, been productive because I see the numbers. They're similar to the old ones, a little bit worse, a little bit better, but you did not really do anything. So I, I feel like the, the numbers that we should watch is like, um, units produced, like how many podcasts versus like, you know, views, for example. Obviously, we all like having the views like high, you know, but if it's like, oh, yeah, you produced like 10 podcasts in the last couple of months, you know, it's like, it's great, you know, for example. But that is like metrics that you improve. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think, I think you, you, because one of those is your metric of how well are you doing? And the other one is how well is the episode? So you need to know both. You need, if we're having bad episodes, we need to know. If the views go down, we have to know that or we're just going to keep wasting time. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, the other one's important too. You need to know how good you're doing. How many are you posting? You know, and if that number gone down. It is a really weird thing to to figure out with the the numbers in general. But I I see myself when I watch my YouTube channel, for example, I'm like, oh, I have now 10,000 views a month. And last month it was 7,000. Now I should feel better, but I did not produce long form content. So I'm like, what the hell? I should do that, you know? And instead I'm like focusing on reels and that's just like inefficient views, you know? And it's not the real deal. So I'm like, I need to... It's better to build the system and focus less on the the numbers on one way. But you're right. It's really, it's also helpful to see the numbers as motivation. And it's just like, it is a, you cannot ignore one or the other. (laughs) So it's like, whatever you do, it's it's tough. Well, there's always interesting data, right? We don't, we don't know. Sometimes we don't know everything. Like there's so many times I look at analytics, like I'll I'll use one of my examples or one of my clients, for example. Um, So I, I designed for the cheese house here in Colorado Springs there. They're a cheese store where all they do is they sell cheese, like Wisconsin cheese in Colorado. So we did a yearly checkup. I do yearly checkups for my website. So we did a yearly yeah. checkup. I gave him an analytics report and we found something really interesting that we didn't know. I didn't, I had no idea. He had no idea until we, I pulled the analytics report that starting at the end of August, the, the amount of visitors to his website jumps three or four times. And the reason for that is, is because one of the most common presents that people in corporate America give people during Christmas is boxes of cheese. So we unlocked huh. something there of like, I was like, Chris, if at the end of August, if we can switch your website to be a complete e-commerce experience for these boxes of cheeses, your visitors are going up right then. So if we are, if we're way ahead of Christmas, but we do it then and pre-order and we put pre-orders out, we're going to hit some good stuff. And we yeah, never did that before that's the analytics report. So, yeah, so I, that's the goodness of metrics is you don't necessarily know everything. And then you pull the metrics and you're like, oh, my God, now I'm seeing the connections. Oh, my God, we just do more of that and, and it's success. Yeah, no, that's 100% right. Um, and that's like one of those things where it's like easily implemented at money-making moves, I would call it. Because like it's like, oh, though some content, for example, if you make like a video and it's like Christmas themed or whatever, you know, it just does better. But if you have links on there with the product, it goes hand in hand. And like, that is a really good strategy to um, actually analyze like what are the peak things where we have to produce for us, for example, it's like, when do we release a podcast? Does it make sense to release a podcast in the middle of the night? You know, it's like some things are no brainers. Some things make a lot of sense. But yeah. yeah, well, and even this recording right now is a live stream. So it'll be really interesting. Is does this perform differently in the algorithm, right? And, and yeah. even doing things like the the AI, like when you did the Descript, you know, I was a little weird at first about it. I was like, I don't know, just cutting out all the ums and uhs and stuff. I don't think that's going to help as much yeah. as you think it is. But I was wrong because of the metrics. The metrics proved me wrong. And I'm okay being proved wrong if the numbers yeah. tell me it. I, I'm actually happy to be wrong then. I'm like, okay, yeah, on that note, though. It on that note, I like to experiment and I'm a little bit aggressive with that. You know, like I'm one of the people who's trying to jump first on the thing and just like, okay, let's mess it up and let's play with it. How can I abuse the system? How do I can, uh, you know, be a little bit creative and use the system in a way that's maybe not intended, but very beneficial to me. You know, that's kind of like my mindset. I like that. That's what I like about strategy games and like, I should do this medium so I can do um, other things, you know, and there's always like leverage involved with knowledge 
knowledge. And I'm like, the more you know, the more you can do. But obviously, one time trying a live stream or one time using Descript will not give you the data that you need to make a rational decision, you know. Because like sometimes you need like 10 to 100 um, uploads to just figure out what's going on. Is it even valuable or not? And like certain things just take time. Like a podcast, for example, it's just uh, one and a half hours just talking and then editing um, post work, you know, and then even reaching out to people and doing certain things that takes a lot of time. And it's really hard to measure with just like a small sample. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and I think that's where metrics is important in coming up with kind of time based things, right? So let's say we started a new thing, which we're talking about doing, you know, like, let's say subscriptions, right? Yeah, um, that's something where we could start it. Um, run metrics on it, check in in a month, see where it is. Is it failing miserably or is it not? Is there things that could be done better? I, I so so it's like you almost have to have both. It's like like I love your 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 ability to yeah. Let's try new things. I'm not scared. It just came out yesterday. Let's get in there. Let's break it. Let's play with it. I feel I feel like if you could get that and then couple that with the power of of metrics and analytics and being able to see like did this help? Did this actually do something? I think if you could do both, you're you're a superpower then. Like where you can you can go in, you can figure out what works, what doesn't work. You know, because some of yeah. these new tools, that's going to be the funny thing that we're just going to have to keep going through. Some of these new tools aren't always good. We we may yeah. think they are, but then we start to use them and we're like, it's kind of a waste of time. So so there's part of that too, where you know, getting in, but also knowing when to get out. Be like, this tool is not worth the time, or it's not good enough yet. I'm not going to waste my time with it. We're going to let this thing update before because I do that too. Like VR. Is a or yeah, VR is a good example of that for me. Where you know, virtual reality for the longest time, I just felt like wasn't great. It was like okay, like this is a little bit buggy. Yeah. I'm 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 getting headaches, but now it's getting great. Now, like I've waited and yeah, I wouldn't say great, but, but yeah, <laughs> still I, I, buggy. I just use, yeah, I just. I just used one yesterday and it was great, but you know, of course, yeah, it'll get better and better, but now it's to the point that maybe I'm actually willing to use it, you know, and yeah. who knows now that Apple's going to come out with an overpriced version, maybe my Apple brain will just kick in and I'll have to get an Apple <laughs> VR headset, but, um, and pay five grand for it probably, but yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, that's, uh, that's the struggle of early adapting and whatever, but I'm, I'm, the the one thing that kind of sticks with me is like fail often and fast, you know, versus like um, fail, you know, try to avoid failing. And, you know, the progress that I make in comparison to some people who are just like being very professional and very, you know, calculated and they only release like top of the line stuff. Like there's like um, videographers that I compete in town with, you know. The portfolio, so banger, so good. Obviously, everything has ups and downs, you know, and their upside is like they're known for quality work, but they don't have any um, experience with other mediums. Like they don't do VR, they don't do like social media, they don't do like reels or whatever, you know. So there's like certain limitations for everything. So my thing is like my weakness with that is like I'm like not too quality based, you know, and I'm like more like, oh, let's do it fast and forget about it where other people is like no can't upload now we have to wait three weeks to have it polished you know mm -hmm. what can be better mm -hmm. in in a certain situation uh, scenario so i'm like with whatever you do you kind of need to know who are you what you want to do and what is your strategy and kind of be true to that you know because like it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. to force a strategy that doesn't work with your um yeah with your psychology or tendencies yeah yeah well well, yeah, and for you, um, you know, and I think this is more catered to just you as, as you're always going to have that debate of, you know, do you have do you have so little time that you should take the shortcut or do you or is it something you're going to have to do over and over again? Um, yeah, you know, that's one of the things I, I got taught early on in my career is if if you if you didn't have time to do it right, then you must have time to do it again. Yeah, I think that's a really funny way to look at it. That's um, true. Because, too. Yeah, that, and I've said. I run into that too with people. You've heard me say that a couple times um, during this podcast over the last year is just like, you know, if, if what we're producing is a bad product, then it truly is a waste of our time because there's no, you know, there's no reason to put out a bad product ever. Um, now, does it need to be perfect? You're right. That's where I can get bad where I'm like, well, it needs to be perfect. It has to be yeah. exactly perfect and, and never yeah, get done that way either. 
Yeah, with that being said, like um, I like the dumbing Kruger effect. You know that when you are like in the beginning, you try something out and you think you know everything, you know, and actually you don't. And I, I like being like in the dumb phase, where it's like I want to stay dumb, so I keep on trying new things and keep that movement of evolving, you know, because then the the long term result is like you have a lot of experience and knowledge about like a lot of things versus like you think you did the perfect thing and now you're hidey tidy and like. You think you're doing a good thing till you realize you don't, and then you stop and you stop too early. What is like one of the the uh, Achilleses of like the quality one, where it's like after you realize you're not that good, you will kind of stop before you even get good. That is like one of the Achilleses, you know, where it's like it, it's a weird thing, but in the end, I'm like you got to figure out what works. But yeah, we got like yeah yeah carried away. <laughs> No, no, it's fine. I love this talk. I mean, I think, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's just that balance. I think every creative has to go through this too. It's, it, it all just comes back to what's your dreams. I mean, for me, go back to the Sims of like, what is, what is the achievement that you want to unlock? What, what truly is that? Is it to get more money? Um, yeah. is it to, is it to produce a masterpiece? Is it to, to get more fame and more, um, you know, but it's just being very clear with yourself. I think that's the worst times in my creative um, career have been when I haven't been clear with myself on what I want. You yeah. know, what do you want, Sean? Do you, do you want, you know, in college, for example, you know, I think everyone looks back at their college experience and says, damn, I could have really done more or I could have done something differently. For me, I, I spent all of college grinding it out. And for some reason, you know, and I think it, it's good. It's made me a way better designer now. Um, cause I worked super hard back then. And, but there could be that, that debate of like, you maybe worked too much on the work and you didn't work enough on getting out and, and networking a little bit more, maybe, or having more of a college experience, going to more parties and, and you know, doing more of that stuff. And maybe taking random trips across the world and stuff when you're in college, you know, um, so I think, you know, it's, it's, there's always those things of like, you can, you can do better, um. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a balance. Everything's a balance, man. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, it kind of reminded me back on Factorio. Like at at one time in Factorio, you reach a level where you build a system, and it maxes out your your intelligence and your understanding of the thing you just built. You know, at one point it becomes yeah. too complex to understand what's going on, and you really have to make a plan. You have to write down how to improve how does the system work and is that even useful and that is like very interesting like with real life you know we're, we're we're making all those things we're doing all those things and at one point we're doing so many things that we don't even know what we're doing and we're getting out of control we cannot really improve it because we don't really know how everything is coming together and at that point it's really good to have like a master plan and obviously it's it's kind of hard to come up with like a mission statement of like a master plan and being like, okay, I'm going to achieve in my lifetime, you know, this is my 20 year goal, just write it down and then execute on it and break it down. It's obviously easier to have little goals and then build up to it and then maybe come up with something. But it's like at some point things become complicated. Yeah, yeah. Well, in a lot of the time, I think it's money it gets complicated. I think, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, we, uh, you know, I, we just, we have to, we have to be honest that a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck, including you and me for that matter. Um, yeah. and I think that's one of the biggest things I think starts to really get into people's radars. Um, sometimes early on is that, you know, for me, like when I wanted to go to college, you know, I came from a family that couldn't afford for me to go to college. So, so that right there was already a fork in the road of like, maybe you shouldn't go down a creative career, Sean, maybe you should go sell insurance or cars or maybe go join the military, you know, and, you know, so I think people get offered these kind of forks in the road. And, and, and a lot of the time, at least in America, it seems to be because of money, because, you know, you don't you have to get a real job or, or maybe you don't have enough time to build this business up. You know, as, as you and I know, having a business doesn't necessarily mean there's ever consistent money coming in. There may be months where nothing comes in. Yeah. Um, and so a lot a lot of us get forced in this place. Right. Like even you, you can't do video all the time. I think you're still doing a job on the side as well. Yeah. So you can't even fully lean in. You can't do the Sims for uh, your career because you're going to work every day. And, you know, so there's that there's there's all those choices we're kind of forced to make because of money. And and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people, they 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 really do pat me on the back for like being as brave as I've been about money. 
um, because I've, I've been poor my entire adult life. Um, and some of the, my friends are like doing well now and I'm still kind of over here poor, but that's really just because I was stubborn and I was like, I, I know I could go sell insurance and make triple the money. I know I could even go into a design firm and make 80, 90 a grand doing something I really hate. Um, you know, so, but like for me, it's like just being, yeah, I've, I've had to be stubborn and I've paid the price for that. But, um, you know, a lot of people, they don't really like to pay that price once they start to realize that like you may have to live a, a financially unfulfilled life in order to live a fulfilled life with what you do. And so, yeah. so yeah, so there's that choice. I mean, on that note, like that kind of sounds like a little bit pessimistic because like I feel like business in general, you know, like if I go through my, my first journey, my first gig, the first year I made like $200, I'm like, Whoa, I made $200. Then I had a gig where I made like $400. And then I had a $100 gig, you know. And each year I either doubled or tripled. So now I'm like, I, I told you the numbers like, um, I think before when we were talking about taxes, what is a quite interesting thing by itself, you know. But I'm like, oh, now I got even booked afterwards. I'm like, I tripled or four times the money that I did the year before. And I feel like, it is like the journey in the entrepreneurship that you are like figuring out where you're bad at and then you you build systems around that you you hire people who are better in certain skills you know and it just reflects on how well you're doing certain things and where you give up on or where you not give up on you know so i feel like mm -hmm. it is a it's a better rewarding thing than a job because your job will just put you in a position where you're always the strongest and they give you a safe paycheck but not the full extent of what you would technically earn if you would be 100 percent in control you know what i mean but instead you get paid yeah. on the freelance world on the this is your weakest link you get only paid on your weakest link kind of slaughter that's how i feel mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so yeah the yeah the jobs have that consistent safe space where you know, uh, and, and a lot of people forget that you start at the bottom. You know, your yeah. first job, your first creative thing is is possibly going to be the most messy one of your entire career. So it only gets better, but you have to stay in the fight, right? It's like if you and I were going to start doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? We went to the gym oh. today. You'd get our asses handed to us. Your knee would go out. My back would break. And we yeah. would be, like, bitching so hard going out to the parking lot afterwards, like, nursing all of our wounds. Like, why did we even do this? This sucks. Why are we wasting our time? But if you and I stayed in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and went back to that same dojo and just got our asses beat every single week, every single week they threw us and just beat us up, you know. Oh, that sounds so much actually, fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so great, right? But eventually we would be great. And, and, and in a weird way, we'd actually probably like it. We'd actually really enjoy it and fall in love with it. I mean, I had the yeah. same thing when I learned rock climbing where, like, I remember – I just like my body um, is just was not ready for rock climbing the first few times I did it where like I was pathetic. I like maybe I maybe finished like one time up and was just like, I'm done, guys. I can't even close my hands. I'm yeah. sweating. I'm a mess, you know, but, and, and like, why, why would I go back? Because I did a terrible job, but I did. But, and then I would get better and better. I, I mean, that is a good. Um, yeah. Way of like talking about freelance way, because like. In business, you don't really get your ass beaten. You get your ass beaten differently. It's not physical pain. It's mental pain. Yeah. And I think like yeah. there's lessons in pain that you have to experience and you have to outgrow them and just like keep on pushing in a weird way because like you either get your ass handed and you quit or you're just like, okay, we're, we're going to do this. We, we are um, driving sales up and we see if we can turn it around. If it collapses, it collapses, but we build it double better or triple better you know that's kind of how, how i kind of see it right now because like yeah there, there is that pain that you need with learning you know and you have to stick through it well yeah and, and in a perfect world you know you're trying to get to a place where you want the pain you almost like are grateful for it when, when yeah. something goes wrong you're almost you're like great you're like a scientist who who just had an experiment you know scientists don't get mad when their hypothesis is proved wrong they're happy it's proved wrong so it's like getting to that place and, and it's hard because yeah the mental anguish is hard when you actually do a project and you don't feel like you did well and everyone kind of called you out and things like that it's how, how do you turn around and immediately be like well that was great i can't wait for that to happen again <laughs> you, don't, you don't you feel like crap um you, and i know i even get to the point sometimes where i'm like questioning even my career if it goes so bad i'm like why do i even do this i just worked so hard they didn't even appreciate it it didn't turn out 
and that's when you start to question things. You're like, well, why, I, why am I even doing this? And but should and so you question hard. it? Um, you know what I mean? That is like the maybe the other thing. Like that, that is like the thing. Like you could yeah. question it, and then you just decide like, um, do I really want to do that, or do I don't want to do that? You know. But should not the question be like, how do I? Um, deal with that better, you know, or how do I have the dumbing Kruger effect and like, okay, they have just no fucking idea what they're doing, you know, and I'm like, I'm actually the expert. They should listen to me and they should have no saying in what they said. And I was just working in a bad um, scenario and giving it my best, you know, that's kind of how I usually see it, you know, like, let's say something is not working out well. And I'm like, did I gave my 100%? Did did I had all the time that I needed for this project or did life happen, you know? Because, like, yes, you have to take 100% of um, responsibility and do whatever you can to make the, the thing happen. But sometimes life happens and you just make the best out of it. And I'm like, as long as you mm -hmm. did that, you, you should be fine and be like, well, didn't turn out. We tried. You know, you cannot win them all, you know? And that's how I see it, what is, like, my mentality usually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's great. You can't, you can't win them all. I think that's a great point. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, what I try to do, which, you know, in a game like Factorio or Sims, you know, let's say something goes wrong, something breaks down in Factorio. It's very painless, it's to be like, honest, you know? Exactly. It's not like, it's not like it it's... ends your entire, your entire game. You're just like, because you have the zoomed out approach. And it's like, that's what I would almost say in real life is you have to have the zoomed out approach. So this client meeting didn't go right. Or this, this prospect is not going to use you. Just zoom out. That's just part of the bigger thing. You could, you like... You know, I think for me, when I get really upset, it's because I'm looking way too close at one thing. And it's like, if that one thing isn't working, my entire business is falling down. So it's like really getting good, just like you are in a game of like, when something goes wrong, you don't just like, oh, I'm turning off the game. It sucks. You're like, okay, well, that went wrong, but we'll zoom out. We'll make other things work. Um, and so it's the same thing in, in real life where I, I think that's something I'm still trying to get better at is like, just focus on this thing that's going wrong. Zoom out. There's lots of different things going right around it. Yeah. Well, 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 the more, you know, the more, you know, um, I just figured something out, <sighs> you know, like there is no pain and there is no gain if you don't experiment and you learn something new, you know? Um, yeah, because we were live. Um, on two platforms at the same time, I think like our live stream got messed up in the end. Sorry for all of my uh, talking. Like uh, we won't be airing it. I guess we will. <laughs> so thank you for watching the Infinite Creative Podcast. If you have yeah. nothing else to add, Pitts, I I just want to say to everyone, keep trying stuff. Live live your life like a sim. Yeah, let's go. That's the spirit. Um, yeah. On that note, um, have a good one, guys.